This week's episode of Here's on Get is brought to you in part by Coffee Grinders. Co- coffee Grinders. Uh, whole bean coffee is great and everything, but the only way to turn it into coffee is to then grind it. So if you don't have a grinder, you're just a fucking useless person with a bunch of burnt beans. Kill yourself. You are, you are a burden on the earth. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday Podcast Network. I am your host, Tad Burton. With me today from the great red state of North Carolina, it's Uncle Buck. No. No. I don't know. It's, man, it's for the listeners who are listening to this when it comes out, it's Monday morning. Monday morning, morning. I just got off work. Yeah. And I'm mad. And it was a rough night. And uh, thank thank you to you, Tab, for accommodating my nonsense life and, um, and, and getting up early to do the show because I can't. Man, everything's so messed up. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of messing up, uh, you got the button ready. I've got I've got a hot zinger issue right off the bat. Here's what I don't get. Not getting the memo, motherfucker. So uh, in the course of all of the coordination that I apparently was not a part of for that giant episode we did a couple episodes back, I somehow missed that it was supposed to be like an overarching theme to everything. And Uh I see now you're probably digging through the messages to prove me wrong. Sunday, April 16th. Can you record tomorrow night about 30 minutes, one mini issue each about podcasts? Yeah. So that's, apparently that's I just, two Uncle Buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so here's the thing. The green I mean, you're, yeah, your screen's messing it up. Good job there. So, yeah, apparently I just completely glossed over that part about, about podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's on me. I apparently just missed the memo. I misunderstood the assignment. Uh, and then normally prior to recording an episode, we will like kind of, we will kind of say something like, Hey, what's your issue? Maybe we can have some sort of little coordination. We can have some thoughts about what each other's going to talk about. Uh, that, that did not happen that time. I just bopped in completely oblivious as I typically am. It's a normal uncle buck thing to just mm-hmm. wonder, wonder blind through life on autopilot. Um, that's why I have the shades because I'm legally, I'm, I'm, I'm actually blind and I just, uh, my three-legged dog is my seeing eye dog and not my walking leg dog. So I just wander blindly into things and hope for the best. Uh, it's been my philosophy. It's worked out very poorly for me so far. And it's, uh, let's continue this track record. Well, you, you, you beat Tony in the voting, so. I know that's the best part. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess not. And there, there were more people upset. There are more people that don't like Tony than were upset with you for not fitting the theme. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Even even off topic, I am I'm on topic. Uh, how's it going this week? Well. The week is young, um, and I am on third shift still, and it's still uh, it's a little nuts. 
We had a guy completely destroy uh, a lot of equipment Friday that made my... So Sunday night is my Monday. Yeah. Uh, and this guy at work destroying a bunch of equipment Friday by being a complete asinine dick uh, really ruined our night. So I had I had to do something that I hate to do. I had to leave part of my work unfinished for the next guy because I literally could not get it done. I pride myself on doing the job, doing the whole job and doing yeah. it well and efficiently and maybe even finishing early. But uh, no, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other night, uh, you know, being just being around and um, <clears throat> like my ethos in life is to not I don't necessarily like want to be. Uh, you know, I don't want to like ch- change the world and make everything a better place. And I don't, but I, I want to be not a burden. Right. So if that, even that means like just coasting in the bare minimum or getting like 10% better than what, um, you know, get putting back out 10% more than what I'm taking in, just not being a burden on the system of like yeah. the people around me and society and whatnot. And there are so many fucking people that don't just not care about being a burden. They're like, they actively try and soak up as much of the shit around them as they possibly can and, and contribute nothing in return. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Or, or just incompetence. Yeah, that too. Uh, rank and competence, man. I hate it because as a person, I like the guy, but man, he's not doing a very good job. By the way, I have a question for you. Since yeah. we talk about beverages on the show, uh, when you work third shift, what is considered day drinking? That's a good question. I don't know. Because it's 8-11 in the morning and I am hitting the whiskey. Nice. Because I have earned it. I agree. How, how's your week? Uh, it's been so we have this. The I've complained about this group before. This group that just like has no yes. fucking plan with anything they're doing in the theater this week. And uh, th- this one, I think what happened was, you know, first show of the season was kind of small and pretty laid back. And it was it was a really quick tech process. So we didn't really have any problems. And the second show of the season, it was like a much bigger build than needed to be. And. And we like started, you know, if you're on your bicycle and you start to get that death wobble. And so you're like, oh, no, no. Right. And but then in the intervening time since that show loaded out at the end of January and this show loaded in, you know, last week, they've done they did two other shows. They did a show immediately after ours in another space that's not ours, but we like know those guys. And that show almost like. Instead of doing a tech weekend, they had to just build the set. Like everyone, yeah. it was all hands on deck building the set. And uh, th- that was kind of a disaster. And then they did another show, and I don't know how that one went, but that show like bumped all the way into this one. So when they come to load in this show, they have like none of the stuff. And that death wobble has just like to this point when I'm like, I'm like, yes, fall, 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 <laughs> fall, 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 fall. And then suddenly Wednesday, my boss is like, we're putting together. Not I'm not. I have done the least amount possible because the ATD and I had this long conversation about what do we do, and we're like, we're fuck them. We're gonna let them fail. And so, yeah. so that then Wednesday we come in and our boss is like putting legs on platforms for him and like carpeting stuff. And 
I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I thought we were going to, I thought we were kind of going to let him, let him fail. And so then Friday night, I finally get a phone call with my boss and, uh, she explains that, oh, she decided that she's just going to do everything that they want and build the shit out of them in hopes that the parent company will be like, whoa, why does this shit cost so much suddenly? Because uh, of you. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, that makes a certain amount of logical sense, certain amount of logical sense. But uh, one of the things about a plan like that is you need to communicate to everyone on the team so the ATD and I aren't standing around like a couple of jackasses because we look like real assholes now. Um, not doing a fucking thing and our boss like jumping in and, and, but at the same time, they brought in a professional company to hang two of the pieces that they wanted hung that I was like, I'm not fucking hanging these. It's not, this is not my job to hang your shit. That's that came in with no plan. They have a fucking cut drop. So a cut drop is, you know, you have like a painted backdrop, but you'll cut these holes in it like tree branches or like a city uh, skyline. Yeah. But you can't, you know, once you start cutting holes in a big piece of fabric, it starts to go all wonky. So what you have to do is you have to put a netting in the back of the holes so that your it has like a vertical, direct vertical support to the bottom and, and then it stays flat like a hung piece of cloth would, right? Yeah. Instead of doing a hung drop, they went to this, um, they went to a uh, union scene shop here in town. And I guess we're just like, what's the least amount of money we can pay to have this done? And the least amount of money they could pay to have it done was someone took the draftings of what this drop was supposed to look like and laser cut it out of that corrugated plastic, you know, like the yard signs you'll get for a politician are made yeah. out of. So giant four by eight sheets of that that are cut like with just a little like a little piece will be cut out of it. And then and so this stack of corrugated plastic shows up in our theater like Monday morning of last week. And we're like. What are you what are you gonna do with this? We don't know. We're we're gonna hang it somehow. Like, how are you gonna hang a bunch of loose pieces of corrugated plastic together from and and make this work? And so then we're we kind of like take a look at it, we take some passes on how we're gonna hang it. It's like there's not enough time or man hours to make this thing work. So they call that company again, and that company sends some people to our theater yesterday morning to hang the thing. They start hanging it at 8 a.m. They finally finish at 1230. They did the our first thought of how to do it, which was to, like, tape the seams and put one-by-fours behind it to give it some structure. We ruled that out because there's no way to give structure to the one-by-fours, so they would just kind of, like, be at the mercy of gravity. Yeah. At uh, 6 p.m., I get called in the theater because that drop has started to fall apart in the air above people's heads. <laughs> and I'm just like, D oh, who could have possibly seen this coming? And so we end up cutting, like, I literally take my razor knife out and cut chunks of this thing off so that we can have the rest of the rehearsal. But it's not going to, like, just collapse in the middle of the thing and hit someone in the head. Yeah. And... And I was just like, this is so fucking embarrassing. I, why? I feel like Cassandra, right? I can predict the future, but no one can understand my prophecies. So uh, we're just, it, it's, it was such a teeth grindingly long week of dealing with that, that <laughs> I, I'm just like, why? Why? 
if they had done this show as their first show of the season, we might be in better shape because the first show of the season, it was like a very, very simple set and just kind of went in, no problems. But this one, it's a musical. And so they have all these drops they want done and they have all these fucking costumes. It's just like, it's way too big of a show. It's like, this is a lot more show than your staff can do. And that's, that's fine. Like, just like choose a different scale of show or design to a different scale. They painted our floor. They painted directly on our floor right after I put a fresh brand new coat of paint on the floor and the painter that they hired to bring in, put the wrong kind of paint on top of our paint. Cause so it bubbled up and crackled. No, it didn't crackle. But if we put a coat of paint on top of the, his paint, what will eventually, what will essentially happen is they, the two won't stick together. So when I put like a piece of tape down for spike or if I have to tape down a it'll carpet or something, up. it'll pull up. And like the whole reason why we buy this ridiculously expensive paint, $55 a gallon for this fucking oh my paint. God. Yeah. Uh, because it's like really wear resistant and, and you, and it, you can put tape on it and peel it right up and doesn't take any tape, any paint with it. And it's just like, well, now we have to buy a new floor. This is going great. I think I would find whoever decided to paint on top of your paint and just, mm. just slap their mouth around the back of the head like like Daffy Duck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just watch it spin around. Just, like, like, just slap them so hard their mouth spins around like a top. Like, uh, the, like the Daily Planet sign and then just watch and laugh. Yeah. So it's been a week. It's been... Um, it, the, the weekend was long. It... Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm very tired. I'm very much looking forward to our staff barbecue this evening. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I understand being tired. Yeah. So kudos to you for all that you do. Here's, here's the tab, Bert. And also I was like, well, it, you know, we're recording this show at seven in the morning this week. I'll, uh, I'll bring some coffee home and, you know, have a nice pour cup of pour over coffee during the show, and it'll be like a really good cup of coffee, and I'll enjoy it and make the show. And I got home, and I was like, "Fuck, that's right! I meant to bring my grinder with me because I don't have keep a grinder at home because I don't usually I, drink coffee at home." I think it's time to invest in a in a just in case grinder. Well, the thing I've is, I'm ordering pestle. Yeah, I want to get a nicer grinder for work, and then take the grinder I have at at work and bring it home. But I just haven't done that yet because I also want to get put an espresso machine in my office. Have you got like a couple of relatively large stones in your yard? Uh, mash no. the beans. It's too late. The show's already going now. Just do it as the show's going. Just casually grind while you're while you're screaming about things. I think that works out. Yeah. Well, speaking of screaming about things, uh, you want to jump into your first issue this week? Yeah. So here's what I don't get. People who don't flash their lights to warn you about uh, speed traps. Mm -hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong. You seem like the kind of guy who would drive past a sneaky piece of shit speed trap cop hidden somewhere. And, uh, and you would like, as people are coming in the opposite direction to warn them ahead of time, you would just click, 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 yeah. beams. Just a little, Hey, Hey, watch out. Watch out. There's someone around the corner that you don't want to run afoul of. And I have been doing this since I found out that it was a thing when I was a teenager. Uh, but oddly enough, the way I found out about it was at church. 
the the youth pastor of the youth group was doing that uh and his wife got on to him and she was like why are you warning people there's a cop the, that cop might stop a serial killer or something yeah he's gonna stop a serial killer for speeding and i was like so that was when i first became- you, bitch did you see anyone in the news haven't been a serial killer this week shut the fuck up <laughs> that's kind of a woman thing to say too anyway women are obsessed with serial killers as it is so uh but that was when i became aware that like hey you can uh you can like flash your lights at people to warn them about things and that some people consciously don't do that out of some skewed sense of like if you're speeding you deserve to get caught mm-hmm. um and you know there was a time there was a time in the life of uncle buck where i would have said you know maybe so Maybe if you're breaking the law, you deserve to get caught until I learned that cops are just kind of assholes. Yes. Maybe not all. I'm sure there's some good ones. All of them. No, all of them. Hashtag all cops. Not because I'm not, I'm not an a cab kind of guy. Like I believe there are some cops who are just out there to actually keep the peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my buddies and the guitarist in my band, former cop, but um, uh, it just like, I mentioned to you uh, about uh, what several days ago, I wish we could get like Andrew Flushi on the show. Uh, yeah. He's a guy in Virginia and his whole thing, he makes YouTube video after YouTube video about don't talk to the cops. Like that's the, basically the, the central theme of his whole channel is like, he's a lawyer from Virginia. And he's like, Hey, Hey, if the cops show up, here's how you don't talk to them. Yes. He, you say, I'm exercising my right to remain silent. I'd like to be presented with legal counsel. And you just say that over and over and over again. And they'll continue to ask you questions as if you hadn't said that. Yeah. 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 And so it also turns out that um, speed traps, depending on your state, may not be constitutional. Mm-hmm. So there's the whole question about the constitutionality of speed traps. But, for, but just just on the sense of human decency. A speed trap is nothing more than a cheap gotcha. It's like a, it's a, it's a sucker punch. Yeah. It is a legally sanctioned sucker punch directly at your wallet. And I'll give you, I'll I'll say this, uh, talk to any cop you want. They don't act like if you get them drunk enough, they will admit they don't actually care about how fast you're driving. It's Mm -hmm. all about, well, we need those revenues. Yeah. We all, it's really more about revenue than it is about safety uh, unless you're doing something absolutely egregious, like a hundred miles in a in a fifty or whatever, it's just a cheap. Yeah, you're way. only going to be in that fifty for like five minutes. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but also, it's a good way to instigate a fishing expedition. Mm-hmm. If you're on a traffic stop, next thing you know. <laughs> Ah, uh, you smell like marijuana. You smell like alcohol. Now they've got this whole this other car. thing going. Man, it's just a it's just a scam. Yeah. It's a scam. And so I don't understand why. Why? Someone would defend them. Well, I don't understand why someone would choose not to alert you that this is going on. This came to my mind the other day when I was driving down the road and someone was not that person. And I saw some lights flash. Click, 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 click. And I was like, oh, they're doing the thing. And I slowed down and lo and behold, and I I don't drive that fast anyway, but it's kind of a reminder. Hey, check your speed. Lo and behold, around the next bend, cop car. 
I cruised on by. I flipped him the bird. It was all good. But it got me to thinking back to that story I heard when Mm -hmm. I was a teenager about some people just like, oh, no, you have to just leave people to make the mistake. And what happens if like that's your rent money? Mm -hmm. They don't care. Amen. Yeah. What happens if that's uh, the, the, the grocery money you were about to go use to feed your kids, you know? Those yeah. fascists would say, well, if you can't do the crime, if you can't do the time, you shouldn't do the crime. Like, you should, you know, have budgeted other things. It's like, nah, fuck you. I, I need to get – the thing about speeding is speeding is a victimless crime, and they say, oh, reckless driving. What if you go through a school? You know, what if you hit some kids? Like, yeah, hitting a pedestrian is illegal no matter what speed you're going. If I hit yeah. a school zone going 50 and nail a 10-year-old – it's just as illegal as if I nailed a 10-year-old going 25. 10-year-old's probably dead both ways. Most likely. Uh, but they do these speed traps. There's a world-famous speed trap in Hulbert, Oklahoma. And El Chaco at one point was considering moving to the United States, and he was looking at Hulbert of all fucking places because yeah, it's, a really, it's a really big – it has like a really big Catholic monastery or something. Oh, but, the, the cloistered monastery? He was yeah, telling he, me about that. He texted me one day, and he's like, what do you know about Hulbert, Oklahoma? And I was like, I know it's a shithole and a fucking speed trap, and I fucking hope they bomb that city – that town off the face of the earth. The town is like 100 yards wide, but – uh, about a quarter mile outside of the central part of town, the speed limit drops from 65 to 60 very suddenly. And then it's like whatever the minimum distance the state has legislated, you can reduce its speed at. It's 30, it's uh, 50, 40, 30. And then you crawl at 30 miles an hour through the past the high school, past the Quickie Mart, past the Dollar General, and then you're on the other side of town. And it's the same. 30, 40, 50, 60, 65, right back up. And so it's just, and they'll, if you're going 51, when you hit that 50 sign, that there's some, someone to pull you over. And so, uh, my mom lived on the other side of Hulbert from Tulsa, or she still lives out there, but I would go visit her. And, um, you know, I, I was told about this being a speed trap. I knew that it was a world famous speed trap. Like I was always very conscious of my speed going through there and I drove with a radar detector. So I knew when the cop was out in in force and, uh, one, one, uh, Thanksgiving, it was right after I got rear-ended a couple of years ago. I was, I drove out to my mom's had Thanksgiving. I had my, my car had been rear-ended at the beginning of November. Like the trunk's all fucked up. I'm trying to figure out replacing the car with insurance and all that. And so I've got the, I had taped, put tape on all the seals so that water wouldn't get into the back of the trunk. And I, on my way home and I cruise through Hulbert and I get pulled over, not speeding. Oh, uh, you know, your, your car's all smashed in, in the back there. Yeah. Yeah, I am aware That's of that. It's not illegal. He's like, when did that happen? I was like, I don't know, the beginning of this month. I plead he, the fifth. He thought that I I got drunk and backed into it, into, uh, you know, got wine <clears> drunk <throat> on Thanksgiving and backed into something and then decided to drive home. But fortunately, the tape was there and my field sobriety test passed. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You have nothing to better better to do on Thanksgiving than sit in your little piece of shit squad car and fuck with people trying to commute back and forth to see their families. You fucking worthless piece of shit. This town should be burnt to the fucking ground and you people all burnt with it. They ought to fucking yeah. build the highway around your little piece of shit town and deny you any amount of commerce. And that was when I found out that there's a route to go to my mom's that just didn't go through Hulbert and it's a slightly longer distance, but you go uh, 
70, 80 miles an hour on the turnpike for longer, and then you stay at 65 on the state highway for longer. So it you takes the, the exact same amount of time. And, and I was you, just like, and you avoid that podunk and town. And you completely yeah. avoid that podunk town. I was like, good, fuck those, those people. But that's the thing is like in Oklahoma and even like Holbert will has popped up on nationwide news stories of like top 10 speed traps in the U S and it's like, this town has nothing to offer, but stealing from you. That's what they have to offer. <laughs> Here the, there's another town that's like that. Uh, Paul, Paul, West Virginia. You ever heard of that one? I think it's in West Virginia. It might be. In Virginia. Yeah, it's either. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was kind of weird. Paul, P-A-W space, P-A-W, which I guess is like granddad. Mm-hmm. That's what my kids call my dad, Paul, Paul. Yeah. But um, we were driving through there. It's like it gets down to 25 for the whole town. 25 miles an hour. Uh, that's. That's absurd. Yeah. That's absurd for what's essentially a vaguely paved, formerly dirt road that goes through uh, like a, a dollar general. Yeah. And that's, that's basically it. Like, I think there might be a post office on the other side of the road. And like, you just see the cops like hiding behind trees, hiding behind rocks, submerged in the river, waiting to pounce. Yeah. The, um, the college town I lived in, the speed limit citywide was 30 miles an hour. That was the fastest you would go. I think, I think may, maybe there were a couple of main streets like closer to the highway that, that you could go 35, but it was obscenely slow and it was slow like that. So that they could nail college students constantly, but they would have school zones where you drop from 30 down to 20. And there was one that was kind of near campus that I would go by semi-regularly and it was an elementary school, you know, that did half day for kindergarten. And so it would be a school zone from like 1130 to 130. And there'd be a cop just parked in the driveway of the school. None of these fucking kids are walking to school, mind you. They're they're all being picked up and dropped off in their parents' SUVs. And the speed limit's down to 20, it would, 20 miles an hour, not 25 like everywhere else in the United States because speed limit's 30. 25 is not slow enough for all these kids that are not walking to school. And there'd just be a cop park there and just fucking stealing money from people, stealing money from people. It's like, I... I seriously wanted to get one of the Norman cops, get him to pull me over on the highway and then just reach out of the car and grab him by the head and scrape their fucking body off on the K rail. I fucking hated those cops so much. They were all like football players that never made it anywhere in life. And they were the biggest pricks on the face of the planet. Yeah. Uh, I, and so you have these people that, and this will tie into my issue, but you have these people that think that, this these speeding tickets are somehow of a net benefit to society and not a net loss. And like that's really what it comes down to is that it's it is a net loss. Like it's just stolen money. The money goes nowhere. So um hang on to that because I think that ties into your issue. Tangentially to people not clicking their lights, they're like the whole law against using radar detectors. In Virginia, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah. Should be absolutely unconstitutional. Yeah. And so, but like, so that was technology that like from the 90s, right? I remember in the 90s, people getting radar detectors thinking they were pretty clever. But now uh, you have other things like the Waze app Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. 
And that's that's the epitome of like human goodness and and serving your fellow man because See, if someone this is a better the, this is a better argument of are you a contributor to society or not than the shopping cart thing. I agree. Do you report the cops you see on ways or do you just drive by and let everyone else suffer? So like I don't like Aunt Buck and I don't really use the Waze app unless we are like needing direction somewhere. And a lot of times we'll just use Google maps, but like we've used ways and like, you'll be driving through and be like, Oh, there's a cop car reported a quarter mile up. And so whichever one is driving, I usually let her drive because she gets real car sick when I drive because I'm a terrible driver. But um, like whichever one of us isn't driving, we'll grab the phone and be like, do we see a cop car? Yes. And then you like click like, yes, the cop car is still there or yeah. no, the cop has been discovered and moved on. That is, that's just so much like goodwill towards men. Mm-hmm. I just, it, it it just boggles my mind that someone would not be on board with that. Why would you not spare someone? Like when I was, when I was, when I was a teenager or a, a kid, we'd be driving down the road with my mom or dad. We would uh, see someone pull over and my, my older brother would be like, Ha ha sucker, you got busted. And then of course I would mimic everyone else. Ha ha sucker, you got busted. And then years later in life, I was like, you see someone pulled over on the side of the road with flashing blue lights. You're like, oh man, that sucks for that guy. He yeah. just got liter- literally robbed. It's literal highway robbery. He got pulled over for no reason. The and- only the only time that I feel uh Schadenfreude is if the person is driving like an asshole. Like if they're really weaving in the traffic for no reason or they cut you off and then they get pulled over. It's like, ah, yeah, fuck you, buddy. But yeah, it's a little when, different, though. when it's someone when you're just like, you know, driving on the interstate cross country and you're going your speed and this guy's going his speed and he cruises past you. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Get on down the road, buddy. Well, you were talking we, we were talking briefly a minute ago about the arbitrary speed changes there's a road not far from my house. It's a major, it's a highway, right? It's like a mm-hmm. national highway, um, highway 21. And there's a certain part just past the interstate exit. You'll go, I don't know, a couple miles up the road and it goes from like 55 to 45 for no reason. It's an arbitrary change, but just around, it's like kind of in a wooded area and just around the corner, there is what used to be a little tavern. And mm-hmm. now it's defunct, and but it's a perfect the, little parking spot for cops to hide. Yeah. When I first uh, moved into this house, trucking and tucking and Tim came up and helped me move in and then rented a car and drove back to Tulsa. And we're driving over to the rental car place so they can pick up their car. And we hit this big hill and it's a big hill that kind of twists to one side and Right at the top of that hill, we go from 40 to 30. And I was like, oh, this is a speed trap. Sure enough, there's a cop there at the bottom of the hill fucking just pulling people over for going, for having the audacity to build up speed on a hill. And I was just like, whoever put this in here 
should just be tied to that sign that says 30 miles an hour at the top of the hill. And that way you can just throw your trash at them as you cruise down that hill and the speed limit up to 60. Fucking right before right before that hill. And and then once you get to the bottom, it's back to normal <laughs> speeds. But you that way you can really get up to speed and nail that fucker with something with your, your slushy as you drive by. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Oh, are you 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 gain too much speed going down this hill. You're gonna need to pay the state some money for your as punishment. Hundreds of dollars. There's a spot as you're coming back from uh, the mountains towards my area where I live, where there's this massive downhill that goes for miles, and it's a pretty steep downhill. And like to to you apply enough brakes to keep yourself from gaining speed going down this hill. You literally start getting that brake rotor warp. So if either you and the cops are inevitably at the bottom of this little gas station at the bottom of that massive hill. And when I say it's a long day, we're talking like two or three miles of like just about straight down. So you either literally ruin your car or vehicle or whatever you're driving, or you get a ticket at the bottom of the hill. That should be like that. That's grounds for just being launched straight into the moon. Yeah. The, the, and I, you know, talking about the one in St. Louis, I think the reason why I, so I think someone flashed the brights, which is why I was like, yeah, we need to slow down on this, this curve. It's, uh, kudos to them. Kudos to them. Yeah. It's because what's, it costs you nothing to just give people heads up. Now, if you don't know, you don't know. That's, you know, you're, you're out of the loop. What can you do? If you didn't see the cop, and you did, you know, I didn't flash my brights. I didn't see that the cop was there. That again, not on you, but the the people that are like, no, you deserve to get what you get, you know, for for deigning to go faster than the the state has allowed you to go. And it it's speeding's a victimless crime. And the thing that drives me nuts is I can't tell you how many times I've been driving on the highway or driving in the city and cops will just blast by me. Like I'll be going five over and cops will blast by me. Not a care in the world because there's no one to enforce the rules against them. So it's not about safety. We talked about this before about how I brought in speeding as an issue. And I said, speeding is not a crime. That's about safety. If it's about safety, the NHSA would make, uh, governors, governors in cars yeah. m- mandatory. Like you would not be able to get your car going over 80 miles an hour without modifying it, which would be illegal. It's all about re- uh, generating revenue for the state and generating revenue for what? I don't fucking know. What are the, where do the fucking speeding fines go? Just into some fucking slush fund of nothing. Yeah. Uh, it goes into, it goes into someone's uh, bonuses. Yeah. Some politician that goes into their their some politician who is uh, not hindered by term limits, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a whole meme about oh, not meme, but there's a whole train of thought about law enforcement and how they kind of benefit from the arrests and the seizures that they. Yeah, former sheriff in Iredell County. Uh would like just arrest people. I say this, I don't have proof to back it up, but the dude had a lot of swag that he got from just arresting people. Mm -hmm. Right. Had a Spider-Man motorcycle that he got, Oh, I arrested a drug dealer. Okay. Why do you get to have that? Fucking put it in the, put it up at auction. 
Yeah, they, I love the in Tulsa they would have like these big trucks or whatever, and it was, you know Tulsa police and be like, well, this this truck used to belong to a drug dealer. I'm like, that truck belonged to some black guy that had you know six ounces of weed instead of three ounces of weed. And so you sent him to prison and stole his property, and now you're patting yourself on the back for your theft, and uh, you've you've not improved society in the slightest. That's the other thing. <laughs> The the false hero worship. So I understand if you put yourself actually in the line of fire, like you rush into a burning building, you face down a gunman or something, mm-hmm. you actually do something brave. Yeah, I, I, w- I would gladly say that's that's hero work. Um, ripping people off on the highway is not hero work. It's yeah. just, the only thing worse, lower than that are the tri- the parking enforcement officers. Yeah, they should just like disappear into they're, a manhole. It's a, it, they're a useless uh, addition to our society. Like I'm, I'm all for it. You know, let Thanos, let's do it. Let's kill half of the population and let's start with like certain tiers of people that we don't need, like pedophiles and traffic enforcement officers. Yeah, there's a couple others we can throw in there, but we can't talk about that while we're on YouTube. That's true. So that's my issue. Um, I, I never anticipated it would actually go on this long, but I knew that it would resonate with you. Yeah. Because I, especially after my rubbernecker issue back in season one. Yeah. I love speeding. I think, I think, I think speeding is also a good indication, a better indication of whether or not you contribute to society or not than the shopping cart thing. Because like, are you someone who creates traffic or are you someone who drives like a samurai and ends traffic? Well, you see, that's the thing. I don't even actually speed. I don't drive all that fast because I've gotten too many tickets in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I even speed. I intentionally go the speed limit or lower. But anytime you roll across a cop unawares, what's the first thing that happens? Oh, the traffic comes to a grinding halt. Yeah, they'll they'll perch up somewhere and just like even cause that. a traffic jam. Is that you could just be driving on your on your by your by your Audinaki, and um you drive across the you turn the corner there's a cop your fucking butthole puckers up dude yeah that too your heart drops into your guts your stomach goes up into your throat you feel that thump of adrenaline hit your heart and you're like oh god cop you might not be speeding at all you haven't done anything yeah but it's just uh oh what 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 am I doing yeah and then you as you drive past. Like you try not to hit the brakes, you try not to do anything weird. Don't look at him. Yeah, you're, then, you're exactly then you're right. You're checking your rearview mirror. Like, is he pulling out? Is he pulling out? Is he pulling out? It's it's, it's unnecessary. It's ridiculous that the fact that we live in fear of people whose little sticker on the side of their car says to serve and protect. Like those people are supposed to to you know be there for us when we have trouble, which they aren't. You know, as we to saw, rob in, and impoverish. That, that's a much better. Uh, I, there was in one of the Transformers, one of the Decepticons mm-hmm. becomes a tra- a car, and it was like to enslave and something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, that's that's what cop cars should say: to punish and enslave. Yeah, I um, I. I the other thing that I hate is when like you get that flow of traffic going on so you know traffic just naturally everyone's kind of going a little faster than the speed limit and you you just 
you're not passing anyone. You're not being passed. You're just kind of going that average speed. And they start pulling people over. They're like, well, you were going a 70 and a 65. Like, yeah, everyone was going 70 and a 65. If I had been going 65, I would have been a fucking impediment and a bad driver. So years ago, years, long time ago, Aunt Buck and I were on our way back from visiting her family up north. We were driving through Botetourt County, Virginia. Again, she was in the driver's seat. My driving makes her nauseous. So or it's just the whole thing. So we're in a line of traffic, a line, everyone doing the exact same speed. Cop swings out of the trees, pulls her over. Why? Out of Why state her plate. Out of state plate. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So not only did she have to pay a fine to Botetourt County, she had to go to a driving class all the way, miles and miles, time spent, wasted days off work to take some sort of driving safety course in Botetourt County where some fucking prick decided to pull her over because she was less likely to have a local lawyer to get it thrown out. Yeah. Pieces of shit. I, I let's do it. Let's let's not have cops. Let's see what happens. What's the worst that could happen? I mean, I live I think, in fucking St. Louis. No cops. What what's going to change? Not a fucking thing. I think everyone I think it should be mandatory that everyone own a gun. Yeah. And um crime will we come to a, a grinding halt. Just an unmitigated ceasing of crime. Just, it, it, and people will argue against this all the time. Oh, well, what about the mentally ill? Blah blah blah. Man, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm talking about? Compulsory carry. That's my yeah. platform. Yeah. But like, if if you will not rob somebody, if there is a 100% chance that that person is armed just as well as you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if you, you, you don't go to the merge if there's a, a honest to God 50-50 chance that you are going to be the one that goes out in a body bag. You just, no one plays those odds. Yeah. There, there aren't stupid. any shootings happening at courthouses or police stations or gun ranges or any place where it's like there's a lot more likely chance that the people around you have a gun. No, it's always at malls, which are gun-free zones, schools, which are gun-free zones, churches, which are uh, perceived to be gun-free zones. Perceived to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, people always pick soft targets, and then, you know, you get these fucking morons on the internet. They're like, we should ban all guns. But guns are so bad. You shouldn't have a semiotic assault. It's like, yeah, except like here's a hundred cases where one dude with a gun fucking nailed a guy with a gun. Did and, you see that 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 uh, video where that church was getting shot up? Yeah, and, and like, like one six usher, people drew on him. Oh, there's one usher drew, and the guy had already killed one guy, but the usher yeah. or somebody drew on him from like thirty yards away. Boom! Right between the eyes, dropped him like a stone. God, it was yeah. glorious. That's what happened in the mall shooting a couple. I guess that was last year. It was from some ridiculous distance, sixty feet or something. The guy had nailed the dude one shot to the head, and it's like bang, one to save hundreds, one to save hundreds. Compulsory it, it, carry. That's my platform for my twenty twenty eight presidential run. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Every, every man, woman, and child must carry a gun at all times. Doesn't have to be loaded. If you get stopped by a cop and they're like, where's your gun, ma'am? And you can't produce it, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Yeah. Kick you right off a cliff. Yeah. You'll carry it next time. 
Your corpse will carry it. All right, that's my issue. In hell. Well, that brings us to the <laughs> middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This episode is brought to you in part by the Rakeda News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Uncle Buck, I got some news here from our buddy uh, Gangrenously Alex on Discord. He sent these to me this week. Uh, Michelin star chef is going to add semen to his menu at a popular restaurant. I quit. <laughs> on the I way quit. out, of, on the way out of Philly, I filmed uh, Vinny Paulino's consequence for the creep off of having to read the semenology cocktail handbook out in public. And we're sitting there, you know, I'm standing across the like breezeway filming him and people are walking by and seeing him and making faces. But then these two black women walk by and like the one looks at it and sees the back of this book and then turns the other one and goes like, Oh Jesus. (laughs) God bless him. And I almost fell down. I started laughing so hard. Uh, this this chef is is a Spanish celebrity chef named Debiz Munoz, and he was uh, invited to try a dish called shirako by a Japanese chef, Hiro Sato. It comes from pufferfish, but also octopuses, monkfish, and even cod. The semen is extracted by separating the sperm sacs in a male fish and can vary in color from white to a pinkish. And uh, yeah, apparently they like grill it and it's a mouthful. This guy ate it. Um, I, I have I have a feeling that this guy's a Bud Light American now. I'm just yeah. gonna put it that way. Uh, many Man. many diners who have sampled the dishes describe it as strange, smooth, and creamy, or having the taste of the sea. No fucking kidding. Yeah. No fucking kidding. It's strange. Strange. Yeah. And creamy. Yeah. It tastes so, like fish. Anyway, this guy's gonna be importing uh, cum into Spain. I've got one for you here. It's uh, from Florida, Florida man. A demonic Florida man murders and dismembers an Uber Eats driver for no reason. Now, they say no reason. It wasn't for no reason. (laughs) You heard that other news story you just told. It said, somebody has to die. I don't care who. Bang. Uh, Randall Cook. I blame the semen cook. Yeah. Randall Cook, 59, vanished on April 19th after sending his wife a text that he was completing his last delivery near their home in the city of Holiday, north of Tampa. And then she never heard from him again. Uh, He was reported missing and Uber Eats provided authorities with last known location. They visited the home of the suspect uh, who provided surveillance that showed the Cook approaching at 655 and no immediate answer. And then it cuts out. Um so apparently he was he was dismembered, put in bags. Now he says no reason, but I let me tell you, I ordered Uber Eats for dinner uh, the night before last because I couldn't leave the building and I was hungry and all the food places nearby. It took them an hour and fifteen minutes to deliver a fucking hamburger. I kind of thought about dismembering and kill and eating that guy myself. I was fucking pissed off. The only thing that comes to mind is I'm sure they found that guy going, goodbye, horses. If you get that reference. I, I don't get that reference. What is it? Um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm, Buffalo I'm, Bill. Oh, is that if the you, song that he dances to when he's tucking his penis? Yeah, that's because he just he, he knew the semen cook was coming. The guy's name is even Cook. He just got confused. Yeah. What was the guy's uh, first name? Sam? Sam Cook? He said, up, up, this. So anyway, yeah, just, man. Uh, Are you ready? All right, Buck, it's time to play the racist match game. A woman punched 
bit and smacked a TSA agent after refusing to bin apple an apple juice carton. So they said, ma'am, you're going to have to throw away that apple juice. And uh, she decided on violence instead. Can you do, would you like to guess that race, Buck? Obviously white. <laughs> it was obviously a white woman. Clearly. Um, actually, actually, it was obviously a white man dressed as a woman because yeah. only we are capable of violence, apparently. Well, I'm going to give you some more hints to see if you can figure it out. Makia Coleman was arrested and charged after fighting three TSA agents in Maricopa County. She punched, bit, and smacked uh, the agents after refusing to throw away a carton of apple juice. The 19-year-old was enjoying her beverage quite a lot while fighting the uh, security workers' uh, hopes of holding her juice. It was no avail, though. She was... Uh, she was eventually arrested and so ranting and raving. Juice? Yeah, juice. Juice. I, I'm going to say juice. <laughs> uh, TSA spokesman person said, unfortunately, this situation not only resulted in three of our officers being injured, which really kind of makes her a hero, in my opinion, because fuck those people. Well, Approximately, she had just been the victim of, a, of an unnecessary speeding ticket. Yeah. Appro- totally justified. Uh, approximately 450 travelers had to be redirected to a nearby checkpoint for security screening. What? Six feet? Uh, you can't come in this lane. You're going to have to take all your shit and go into that lane. Uh, the, what the, the hell off- is this song? It's the match game theme. I, I can't think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you did not win the races match game. Sorry, Buck. Uh, she was a basketball American. A basketball American. No, I I stand. Uh, no, I, I will say yes, she was because she was victimized by the police before the whole thing happened. She was a victim. She was a she was a victim of uh, racial profiling. They didn't want her having her Jews box, and uh, they took they 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 forced themselves upon her. There's also some sort of rape, and um. It all boils down to Black Lives Matter. Fight the power. (laughs) Well, this has been... And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Buck, but you know what it doesn't take care of? A cum cookbook. And if you want to help us buy a cum cookbook, you can visit (laughs) us on patreon.com forward slash HWIDG and... Or subscribe star.com forward slash HWIDG or tip.hwidg.com. And HWIDG, of course, stands for. Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over on Patreon, we have five tiers of the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode and our mini sodes. We have a $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have a $5 tier. We do our uh, bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier. We do our movie commentaries where you submit a film. You vote on what film we watch and we watch and record a facial commentary. And then finally we have our $50 spite producer tier. Uh, we were supposed to do a trans version of the show this week and I completely forgot until just now, but we'll get that Whoops. one done. Yeah. Next, next oh, time yeah. bucks on. Oh, someone actually put in for that one. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I have to have my cum cookbook first so I can get my. Um, oh, I can, I can have Vinny, Vinny send you that book. I'm sure he'd be willing. Don't, man, don't. Oh, I, yeah. I'm texting right now. Listen, I have a wife and kids, and that's going to show up in the. Man, when I pick up my kids from school and I get them back to the house, the first thing my 10 year old daughter loves to do is run to the mailbox to see what bills showed up and potentially a letter <laughs> from like a pen pal or something. She'd be like, hey, dad, uh, what is like. 
cooking with semen and me or you know whatever whatever the hell it's called uh I, I have a box, I whatever Amazon box that I have, I have it sitting next to. So my mail slot comes in the front of the house and I just have a box directly underneath it. And I check the mail and I'm just like, what is this credit card offer? Straight in the trash. Yeah. And I, and I did once that box is, you know, full enough or I, you know, I hit a Sunday and I'm cleaning. I just take the whole box and go throw it right in the dumpster. Like the, the only way I could make this more efficient is if I somehow had a conveyor belt that just, you know, dump this into shit into the box yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, I, th- there is nothing that arrives in the mail that is like necessary at this point. But anyway, uh, we want to say thank you to all our patrons, big and small without your generous support. The show would not be still going strong. 336 episodes in the making. So thank you to everyone who has supported the show over the years, especially to the ones supporting the show right now. And uh, we hope you continue to do so. But uh, let's get back into some issues. Yes, let's do that. Here's what I don't get. Thinking taxes work. Yeah, they don't. Uh, People seem to be under this false impression that, like, we're paying for something. And what drives me nuts, my my, uh, little subtitle on this week's episode is HOA Advocate because, you know, I'm, I'm a libertarian and I believe in the libertarian utopia that is the HOA. But... One of the biggest arguments against libertarianism that that it's like a meme at this point that people say is they'll go go like, well, if if there's no big government, how's going to make the roads? Who's fucking making the roads right now? Nobody. Um, When's the last time you drove through Statesville? Uh, When I lived in North Carolina three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. You would not recognize the state. Of what used to be the cloverleaf. Remember, we've talked about the cloverleaf and how it changed. There was an immediate, but that thing is a monstrosity now. And you know what? It's taken years, years, years of my life and my tax dollars. And you know what's even worse? Now, Broad Street through Statesville, absolutely undrivable, unmitigated disaster because of what? Oh, government funded roads. I could have done, I could have, it looks like a kindergartner scribbled a line for a road like what's that little pen that bill cosby used to have on that show that would make noises when you squiggle it looks like a kindergartner did that shit yeah that's tax Uh, dollars at work yeah i've i've been riding my motorcycle now that i have it up up here in uh st louis and like when you ride it's you're much more aware of the road surface than when you drive any car because Naturally. you, you have to be you. yeah it, it could kill you and i will i like ride through these areas where the the road is like divoted out where the tires go and and then there'll be all these like little humps inside of that divot so if you're not riding on in the center of the road where it has had less wear over over the years you're going like you're juddering the whole time death and, wobble yeah you start a death uh, death wobble and it's 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 ridiculous because like we're we're constantly paying for these fucking roads. They're constantly adding on sales taxes. Our gasoline tax is supposed to go to roads. You're paying for turnpikes. You're paying for like all these different ways money is stolen being stolen from you. And the number one example that these morons that think that taxes work is like, well, what about the roads? What a fucking about them? Like, how could they possibly get any any worse than they are now? 
without if they didn't have the money. Like you, they always try and work the least amount of work possible in Tulsa. You have the first freeze of the year, and then you know Monday morning the next week, you'd see the crews out there just shoveling asphalt in there and tamping it down with the with the shovel, and then just be like, "All right, citizens, it's now your job to drive over this to cement this down in the hole instead of us fixing the road." And there would be areas of town where, like, it was more little patches of shit in than there was original road surface left, and so. I just, I can't imagine like being around looking at uh, the state of things around you and thinking that these taxes work. Another big argument that we're getting a lot these days is that we need to, um, like, we need to increase minimum wage because $7.25 an hour isn't a living wage. Like, you're not, you can't live on that. So we need to double it so that people can actually live on this money. So that we can double the prices of everything else. That's another part of it, but also you can now raise, uh, you, you now get twice the amount of social FICA, your social security and Medicare taxes being withheld. Uh, you pay 7.65% of your, of your income into FICA. And then your employer also pays 7.65% into FICA. So that is a 7% raise mm-hmm. that you will never get. Yes. Because that's a cost that your employer is now paying that they would otherwise be willing to pay you. Like if you just took that out. But the worst part of that is, so the average American, the median income is $54,000 a year. 6% of your income, just your contribution into into Social Security every year is about $3,000 a year. If you put the six percent of your income in from the day you turned eighteen until you turned sixty five into a, a Roth IRA. When you turned sixty five and took the money out of your IRA, you would make one. Po- you would have one point one million dollars in there that you could almost one point two million dollars that you could spend on anything you want. White Jack and hookers. If you put three thousand dollars a year into Social Security when you turn sixty five, you get twenty thousand dollars a year. Uh, meaning that you will break even in about seven years, but you're you're only barely breaking even because if you retire at 65 and the average uh, age of death now is like 76, you're only getting about $200,000 out of the system that you put $160,000, $170,000 into. If you stayed at the median income your whole life, if you got up higher, it's even worse. And it's just like, what kind of fucking retirement plan is this? If I just had that money, I would be set. <laughs> I like if I had the six percent of my social security just went into my IRA instead of going into like this fucking scam system for boomers, I I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't really need to save any other thing for retirement because if you like plan ahead financially and live in a house that you own with by the time you turn sixty five and you like live within your means, a million dollars can last you for twelve years, no problem. Yeah, but no, the government's going to do it. And so I just like people don't talk about those raw numbers, because if you start to be exposed to those raw numbers, it's like, well, fuck, why am I paying into making sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And sure, you know, Social Security goes to things like people with disabilities or veterans and all that kind of thing. And and by by all means, the government should support uh, veterans. And I do think we should have a social safety net for someone who is like rendered unable to work. But. 
I mean, the lie is that it's there for you to be, you'll, oh, you'll be able to retire. You will never fucking be able to retire. Uh, the millennials, you, they will, my prediction has been for years that in the next 20 years, they will slowly creep the retirement age up so that Gen X can just kind of like cloistered out of being able to retire. And by the time yeah. millennials get there, it'll be 75 and they'll be like, well, now the a they'll, they'll fudge some numbers and be like the average life expectancy is blah, blah, blah. And you can retire early at 65. It's like, no, you don't retire early at 65. You retire early at 55. You fucking assholes. And so, uh, you know, you're paying, you got 7% of your income is going out in that FICA that you'll, you'll never get back. You've got, you know, on average 15% for most people in that, meaning income range is being held out for your federal taxes. You're losing on average nationwide 4% in state taxes. And then if you live in a locality, you're paying 1% in income tax. If there's a place that charges that if you own your home or you live in a shithole like St. Louis, where they charge you property tax on your fucking car, you're paying 1% of your income per year on your property taxes as a homeowner. So the average American is losing almost 40% of their buying power to the government before they have done fucking anything with their money. And if you have a job where you're paying for health insurance, you know, health, dental, vision, uh, retirement plan, if you have to pay for parking to, you know, commute back and forth to work, if you have to pay, you know, your maintenance costs for your car, your rent, all of that is coming out of the now 60% of your actual income. So if you can't live on seven twenty-five an hour with 40% coming out of it to the government, what makes you fucking think you're going to be able to live on $15 an hour with 40% coming out of it. The if, if a 50% increase in your wage is the difference between poverty and living, the government's fucking already taken that shit from you. Yeah. Fucking rise up. But no, we got to keep paying these taxes because they work. We're feeding into the system so that I can retire when get my Social Security at 65 instead of making any other fucking plans in the world like putting money into a Roth IRA or a 401k or whatever your fucking company offers. Or if your company doesn't offer it, your fucking bank probably has one. Your bank probably has an IRA that you could dump money into. It's $5,000 a year is the cash. If you start doing it at 30, you'll still have a decent amount of money when you turn 65. If you start doing it when you're 20, you'll have a lot of fucking money when you turn 65. But that shit's not taught in schools. No, it's taught that it's your civic responsibility is to pay your taxes. Everyone needs to pay their taxes, pay their fair share. We all got to pay our fucking fair share. It's like, why don't you fucking sit an 18-year-old down and be like, if you, have a, if you put $100 into an IRA <clears throat> every month for the rest of your life, you will come out with enough money to like live for you. You will come out with more money than you will get from when you get for social security, a hundred dollars a month, which is fucking nothing. Sit down an 18 year old and explain to him that your tax money is going to lob bombs at a guy who lives across the planet who you're never going to meet. That's another fucking part of it. Yeah. So we have this, everyone's always like, well, you know, Conservatives are like, we need to cut uh, excess pork barrel spending. Like, well, what do you want to cut? Oh, we're going to cut the arts. We're going to cut, uh, you know, we're going to cut the foreign aid. We're going to cut this. And they never fucking cut any of it. And then Democrats are like, well, we need to get the budget under control. Let's cut the military budget. Why don't we fucking cut it all? Why don't we try a year of not the, the federal government not spending any fucking money? See how that goes. 
What more? How many more fucking boats could you possibly need to not fight any fucking wars? How many fucking six, seventeen million dollar airplanes do we need zipping around doing fuck all? How many bombs do, do we have to drop on people across the world that don't give a fuck about us? What do you mean not fighting any wars? We're, kind of, we're fighting constant wars. We're, we're fighting little that. bullshit I'm talk, skirmishes. I'm saying I'm like let's, let's stop fucking fighting, fighting them wars. too. Yeah, let's just let's, let's let's just take our fucking hands out of the Middle East and stop bombing Habib because we don't like his religion. Don't get me wrong. I don't like the caliphate. I think it's a terrible thing. Uh, I love the caliphate. Time, Fucking I, praise I Allah. Islam is right about women. But um, like let Habib do his thing until he comes over here and fucks with me. And then I shoot him. Uh, see, I think. Yeah, I think we should pull a Romulan at post incident of toe at Tomed and just fucking close all our bases around the globe, bring all the troops home, fucking fortify our borders, build a military base along the southern border the entire fucking distance, and build a military base along the northern border the entire distance, and and that's it. Just fucking secure our own shit and live comfortably in our own fucking country and let the rest of the world deal with the rest of the fucking world's problems. They're taking... They're taking so thousands and thousands of dollars from you. I mean, they're taking... For mo- for the average American, you know, the median income, $54,000 a year, they are taking, in average, your rent yeah, nationwide per year. It could be paid for, or your mortgage. Uh, I think now more people are renting than have mortgages, though. I have a mortgage. Yeah. If you're paying a mortgage, it's probably a lot less mm-hmm. than than what you're paying in taxes. But they're they're taking from you an amount of money that could be that that could be your just your living expenses, your rent, your electricity, your water, you know, all of those expenses. And now the you know your take home that sixty percent that you're actually getting to take home, now you can actually you know buy things that you need like getting a nicer car that works well uh you know having uh, being able to landscape your yard and this kind of shit we we're talking uh Joel and I were talking last week about women in the workforce and how how did our grandparents you know survive with one income and seven kids well they weren't fucking getting robbed every which way but loose for tax money that's going nowhere and so you've lost 40% of your income just you know, before the check gets into your your checking account. Well, and not only that, but tax brackets are also a thing. Yeah. So that incentivizes you to let's let's back up. I work an hourly job. I make an mm-hmm. hourly wage. It's it's actually not a bad wage, but I'm still broke all the time because, uh, as you mentioned, insurance, blah blah blah, this that the other gets taken out of your check, then taxes. And if you work a certain amount of overtime, you will make a couple, maybe a couple hundred bucks extra on your check. Anything beyond that, straight to the government. Mm-hmm. No, because the oh, you're entire your higher tax bracket now. Yeah, that's that's uh, your company being, you know, their accounting department being dipshits. It's like, oh, you know, normally your check is a thousand dollars a month, and now it's twelve hundred dollars a month. So if we, or you know, a week or whatever. And so, but if we paid this out for the rest of the year, you'd earn a lot more. And so you're going to have to, and so then they'll fuck your, like the little bit of overtime you got. It's like, well, you get a, you get a refund at the end of the year. It's like, ah, fuck you. I don't want a fucking refund. I want my fucking money now. If people had to write, if everyone had to write a check to the government on April 15th, Washington DC would be a smoldering crater. 
And everyone inside so. of it would be uh, like Sarah Connor in that dream sequence in Terminator 2, just skeletons glued to fences. Just blah. So you you get your little measly pittance that you've, you know, 40 cents of every dollar that you've earned is gone straight to the government. And now, okay, I've got my 60 cents here. I'm, I need to buy groceries so that I can be alive. I need and to buy new, more expensive now. I need to buy new clothes because, you know, so that I can like, not be cold. I, I need to, uh, pay for water or pay for gas or pay for electricity in my house. Like, Oh, you know, there's a tax on the fact that you're bit, you know, paying to live. So you're gonna have to pay, you know, two to two to 3% on your utilities. You're gonna have to pay 7% on sales tax for anything you buy, including food, which is ridiculous yeah. because if you're on snap or, uh, TANF or whatever the fucking terms are for food stamps, they waive sales tax on those things because you're using government money to buy yourself food. And so you government's not going to charge itself sales tax. It'll, it'll lie to you and tell you there's a multiplier effect for every dollar the government spends. Somehow that becomes $5 in the economy or some bullshit, but they can't pay their own sales tax. And it's like, why are you paying sales tax on necessary? I, I'm... I realize taxes are a thing that should exist. And of all the taxes, sales tax is, tax is the one that I disagree with the least because sure. a sales tax is a tax on the movement of money. An income tax is a tax on life. It's yes. a, it's a tax on you being it's alive. It's existence tax. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that sales tax should be charged on things like clothing and food, like the necessary things to, to live on luxury items on uh, yeah on th on th food food water uh, like your water bill there shouldn't be taxes on your fucking water bill you need water to lot like the those necessary things you shouldn't be paying taxes on shelter if you buy a tent at Walmart there shouldn't be sales tax on it because it's a shelter and then they'll be like well people will sell things under different categories and what what are we going to do you're getting $2 million a mile for road. Do you think you're going to get that? How much money do we fucking all pay in sales tax every year mm -hmm. that they don't, we don't have the nicest fucking roads on the planet because that money doesn't go to roads. It goes to Nancy Pelosi's purse. It, I, I don't even think it goes into the, the purses, the politicians. I do. What, what they do is they, uh, so I'm the guy that's writing up the contracts for the roads and I'm like, well, I'm going to need bids for this road that we're building. And Uncle Buck Road Company comes in there and like, oh, Tab, we'll pay, uh, you know, we'll do this road for $2 million a mile. And then, you know, some random asshole that I don't know comes in like, uh, the only way we could possibly do this road is if we did it for $2.1 million per mile. And I'm like, Uncle Buck, you get the contract. Here's $2 million a mile. You're going to do all these miles and you need it done by April 1st. And you're like, great, that gives us, you know, 11 months to do it. April 1st rolls around. You have done fuck all. I've paid you all of this money out. And then you're like, ah, we'll finish it eventually. And I'm like, all right, no problem. No harm, no foul. Have fun. And then in a couple of years, it's like, oh, uh, Teb, what do you, what do you, what do you think about, um, roads and i'm like i think roads are good and like yeah yeah i think roads are good too here let me write you this check for a million dollars as a cons for my consultation fee for agreeing that roads are good like that's the system that happens is this nepotism of like giving contracts to people that you like and the contracts don't mean anything and like 
I worked for a city entity in Tulsa and we had this renovation and the renovation ran long and the stipulation of the contract was every day past the completion date, the con the general contractor had to pay $2,500 per day. They worked in the space back to the city because they went over the deadline. They were only 80% complete. They worked past the deadline for two months. They didn't write a single fucking check. The, the, then one day they're like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And they just quit. And because the way the contract was set up, couldn't bring someone else in to finish their work. We were just fucked. We were just left high and dry. And then it went to arbitration to figure it out. The arbitration decided, well, we'll just, uh, we'll call it an amicable parting because you only got paid out up to the 80%. We won't charge you the money that you owe us, which is a lot more than the 20% that hadn't been paid out. And the city, you can now use that 20% to hire another contractor to finish the job. And it's like, yeah, except another contractor is going to cost a lot more than the 20 fucking percent. So everybody lost, everybody lost on that, except for the general contractor who got 80% of the payment and didn't have to fucking finish the work. Yeah. Um, Funny thing, you know, I used to work for the DOT. Yeah. And I witnessed those uh, those contract bids firsthand. Um, I don't remember much about it. I was like 22, 23 at the time, maybe even 21. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's it's really weird how all that happens. I Whatever happened to like, you know, government guys just like the used to be uh, the DOT had a road crew that would go out and do it. Mm-hmm. And now and it's like private company. Yeah. And my dad used to be a bridge inspector back long ago, long ago before I was born. And I'll never forget this. I've mentioned it on the show. I'll never forget it as long as I live. This is government efficiency at work. He said, uh, cause he encouraged me to go get a job for the DOT. Whenever I found out I had the opportunity and he could pull some strings and talk to so-and-so whatnot. He said, yeah, work for the state's great because the first drop of rain that hits you is the state's fault. The second drop that hits you is your own fault. I was like, yeah, isn't that horrifically inefficient and kind of a waste of like, man, if we're, if we're paying how much you said millions of dollars, $2 million mile a over, mile. Yeah. Uh, over uh, time factors into that mm-hmm. roads don't last forever. Construction. It just, it, it boggles my mind. It it boggles my mind that people can live in a world where everything is terrible and think that, you know, this is fine. Everybody's always like, we need to end capitalism only in a capitalism country. You know, capitalism has failed because we have homeless people and and whatnot. And like capitalism has failed. You you're just having 40 percent of your income stolen if you own a house you're paying property taxes every year in the to the you know tune of one percent on average nationwide oh, and they can change that at will at will anytime and and then it's based on it's not based on what you paid it's based on the value so when they like you know a lot of people got nailed with these massive property tax bills in in 2020 when suddenly pro- property values skyrocketed for no absolutely no fucking reason like and i feel like there's a guy behind the curtain who's just like well we need we just spent a shitload of money on telling people to stay home we need more income let me just turn this property value knob and then if you don't pay that somehow the government gets to take your fucking property do you remember in the signal chat when I, uh, I, it's been a couple months back, back 
uh, I don't know. And I showed you guys a picture of a car that was sitting in my front yard for no reason. Yeah. I was like, hey, in case I die, like have them look up this vehicle. Yeah. Turns out that was a uh, county hired property value assessment. Huh. They were reassessing the value of my house to tax me more. Amazing. Because Iredell County decided we're going to reassess everyone's property value in order to. So, uh, because of course, recently, what used to be a $200,000 house now costs for $500,000. Yeah. There's a house, two houses up from me that should have been a $180,000 house. It's $400,000 and they can't sell it because yeah. no one wants to pay that for that little rinky dink piece of shit house. Well, and then, and also, so, you know, you, you buy a house and obviously you have to factor in the taxes on the house, but it's like, okay, I'm buying a house for a hundred thousand, 200,000, whatever amount of money. And, and my income is whatever amount of money and we can afford the taxes every year. And then all of a sudden they go like, oh yeah, instead of 1%, it's going to be 2%. And, and now we've reassessed and now your house is worth a lot more because the market is in this fucking weird death spiral. So you actually, instead of owing, you know, Five that six thousand dollars a year. You now owe twenty thousand dollars a year, and it's like, wh- what That's the fuck? That's a gigantic fucking difference when you're on a fifty thousand dollar fixed income. And uh, and suddenly, yeah, now you owe us twenty thousand dollars, and like, well, I can't fucking possibly afford that. Like, oh well, then you owe us the house. Like, and and what what did you do to get me this house, Iredale County? Why don't you just get every inch of fucked? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm so over taxes. I am so over the dipshit NPCs that think that their taxes work and want to argue with me that taxation isn't theft. Like how, how is it anything other than theft for someone to take 40% of your earnings for the mere fact of you, you you earning them? They didn't fucking come into work today and help like load in this set. They didn't fucking go to college and get a degree in this thing that I work in to be able to do it. They're not the ones fucking filling out the reports at the end of event or filling out invoices. Why do they get fucking 40% of the money? Yeah. Um. And if you don't, they're going to send in a guy to fucking ruin your life, take you to prison or just ruin your life. So I had someone posit the argument to me once that uh, taxes are involuntary because prior to you being able to pay taxes, you were already benefiting from the the services mm-hmm. such as roads, schools, whatnot. So you are now schools awful, on, roads awful, but you're now on the hook for services rendered. Mm-hmm. Except you never had the opportunity to opt in or out of that. That's that's morally unconscionable. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't. Um, if you're unconscious and I hand you a beverage that you may or may not enjoy. I can't charge you for that later. Oh, well, and, and, and throw you in jail if you refuse to pay. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, you, you can't say to a child, Oh, well, you went to public school when you had no idea what was happening and you had no say in the matter. Therefore you owe me this money or well, go straight to prison. Ask nine, nine tenths of people in school and they'll tell you, they don't want to fucking be there. <clears throat> well, beyond that it's you can't it's it's morally unconscionable for you to be on the hook for something that you had no say in yeah 
And the the other thing, so there's the whole like boomers versus millennials. The boomers, man, they voted themselves all kinds of fucking tax increases for shit. Oh yeah, we're gonna we, gotta, we need more tax. We're gonna have like a nice, beautiful Vision 2025, Vision of Tulsa. They voted on Vision 2025 when I was in middle school, and what Tulsa was gonna be in two years. And uh, now I don't live in Tulsa, and. It's just like, oh, you know, Tulsa in 2023 is pretty much the same as Tulsa was in 2005. It, but you guys increased a shitload of taxes and nothing changed. And I, at the and essentially what they did was the boomers were like, we want to live in a nice city so the millennials can pay for it when they all turn 18 and, and get into their 30s can, and start paying property taxes. That's what all that shit is. And like the the conservative pundits will all be like we're selling our children into bondage by taking more debt from China and this kind of shit I'm just like yeah you absolutely are why don't you guys do something about it i mean if only you had guns and you knew where all the people that made these terrible decisions uh resu- like went to work <laughs> i can't comment on that i yeah i'm so the next person, the next person that tells me like, well, who's going to pay for the roads? <clears throat> I'm just going to give them that 6% of your income, 12% of your potential income. Cause you know, the, your, your employer has to pay that same, that $3,500 that you can put in at, as a median income earner per year that you're putting into social security. There's actually $7,000 going into it because your employer sending in another, another half. So you know, I said Good. that you put in one hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars, and you get out. Or yeah, you get out a quarter of a million. You're really putting in three hundred twenty thousand dollars, and you're getting out a quarter million by the time you die at the average age of death. So, you know, and in that same time, you could be actually end up making I, it the because it's fucking um, what's the word? I, it's some kind of interest rate. Progressive, not progressive. Compound, because of compound interest, you know, $7,000 becomes a lot more than $2.2 million. It becomes like two, almost $3 million. Depending on certain factors, but yeah. Over 30 years. And that's, yeah, 7% market investment. Sometimes those go, like, my IRA in early 20, it was it late 2019, my IRA made something like 11%. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And then in 2020, it made like minus 2%. And I was like, this sucks. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Anthony Fauci and Neil, whatever your fucking name is at the Royal College with your fucking bullshit scamdemic that didn't kill enough people. It did not kill enough people. There are too many fucking old people still alive. It didn't kill the right people. It, no, it didn't kill enough. One million is not enough. I'm still right. It didn't kill the right people. Well, yeah, it could have killed a lot more right people, but it could have, yeah, need to kill a lot more. It needed to kill like at least six million people. <laughs> but you see, uh, you don't have that many viruses. If you have, if you have one pandemic, never yeah. mind. Anyway, well, <laughs> that's my issue. Thinking taxes it's a good work. One. They don't. It's a good one. Anyway, uh, well, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tad Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. Catch you guys next week. Bye-bye.
If you want to call on the Here's Don't Get hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the Discord under voicemail upload. Uh, you'll be happy to know that there were like 15 of those weird voicemails from that fucking lady. Not playing any of them. After a while, it gets repetitive. It was very repetitive. Here's what I just did. The pigs have been mixed in restaurants. I mean, the pigs can pop up everywhere. And before you put the sign up right, you know what's going to be. Because they paint the old army, they're the old dairy queen, pink and green. Why, why always this in Mexican? I, I understand, like, the Japanese, when they open a restaurant, they don't put the outside windows replace the show to you or anything. It, it's just the fucking Mexicans, man. Why pink and fucking green? I don't see it. It's just Why? So was that extremely clipped out for you and almost impossible to understand? Yeah, it's an Andy voicemail. I just want to make sure it wasn't just me or my internet connection. It sounded like I have no idea what he just said. He was asking why when they open up a Mexican restaurant in a like pre-existing building, they just paint it green. You can always tell because when the you know it's empty Dairy Queen or a Pizza Hut, and then one day it gets painted green. You're like, I guess a Mexican restaurant is going in there. Why the That's fuck racist. they paint it green? I'm I'm calling uh, Al Sharpton. Oh, is Al Sharpton not dead yet? I don't know. God, I hope so. We really need a list of like people that we hate so that we can start when they die, like every episode, then we can be like, hey, everybody, Al Sharpton's dead. Fuck that guy. Ding dong. The bitch is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's another one. Tom, I am curious. Uh, hi, by the way, it's player four. I am curious to know uh, what your thoughts on Vito are now after you've spent what seems like a extended amount of time with him. It's not a super long one, but um, what, what, what do you think of Vito after that? Do you still hold the same opinion that he's a worthless leech who should kill himself? Yes. Uh, or have you kind of come around to soften up on him a bit? And um, After he came in yeah. with no pants and refused to put him uh, on? At the same time, Tony, I'm sure after meeting in real life, you want him to kill himself, right? <laughs> right, right. You definitely want Tony to kill himself, right, Tab? Right? Say fucking right right now, Tab. Right. Uh, no, I uh, here first. Tab wants Tony to die. I uh, man, Vito has the most annoying laugh I've ever heard come out of another fucking human being. He he laughs like uh, Chad Zumok's fake laugh about Carl. I was like, <laughs> it's it's like a it's the fucking laugh of a child molester. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, and a cat molester. He has he has fat guy shoes, and what people will only understand this if you know if you've been around fat guys enough in your life. But fat guys will wear these like slip on shoes because the act of bending over and tying your shoe is uh, you have too much gut to be able to do it. Yeah, and, and so fat guys will have these like shitty slip on shoes. But then what's worse is they will wear more in the middle. Because their feet are raked out and they stand wide. And so they'll wear more in the middle and you'll end up with these like, I, it's, 
People who know know what I'm talking about. Like you, you've been around a big fat guy, like a manager somewhere. It's especially noticeable in like the service industry. But you'll notice the the way that because their weight will like push out on the edges of their soles yep. and rock their whole shoe outwards. And yeah, this is fat guy shoes. Yeah, I'm not sure what to call this. Don't get, but uh, I'm doing some cooking, meal prep, and shit, and I took a pan that was on the stove being heated by my electric uh, stovetop, put it onto a potholder because I was running out of room, and then sure enough, it's the fucking border, like uh, whatever they use to kind of accent the border of the potholder, was nylon and melted to the bottom of my fucking pan. Why did you uh, do that? <laughs> Am I mistaken in that it's supposed to resist heat and not fucking melt when I put no. something hot on it. What the fuck? No, he's Why absolutely would, right. Why would you make something out of nylon that needs to touch something coming out of the oven at 400 degrees? I have to, I have to collect my thoughts on this one. Hold on. Companies will make, chintzy useless shit and people buy it and expect it to work properly and when it doesn't they're in shock something made of nylon melted i can't believe it but why would you make a potholder out of nylon because it's cheap and because you're a piece of shit manufacturer who just ripped somebody off and now their pot is ruined because of your potholder that's why i only use the silicone ones it was a decorative potholder it's like decorative pillows, decorative potholders. Just stab them. Stab them, yeah. Stab them. Hashtag potholder stabbing. Hey, John Player 4 again. Also, uh, during the live show, what the fuck was up with Nick Rikita? Like, nobody's really talking about it on the subreddit or anything, discussing the live show. But he fucking sucked on, on that show, man. I don't know if he was, like, way too drunk or what, but he did not let a single joke go through, and none of his jokes, like, landed. He was really bad. I usually liked Nick Rikita, but not that time. So Everybody what, what happened? Can you give us any juicy goss? Uh, the I assume it's just a factor of like Carl was Carl's format, and five people on a podcast like the because he was on. I was only on the one segment with him for the TDS bit, but I did notice that like producer Chris. You had to, I was really, I was very conscious of the fact when I was doing the WATP segment and even the Dick Show segment, that in order to be like funny, you had to really get your shit in as, you know, Chaco talks about a lot, getting your, your shit in. And so I was just like, I have jokes now. These are my jokes. I have funny things to say. And I was just like really pushing forward. And I think someone who's more polite isn't going to like just jam their, you know, their fist up the anus of a live show to get a laugh so i don't know i've known nick Ricada to be perfectly okay with fisting things yeah. based on personal experience so um everybody has a bad night everybody everybody has a you know something you know your wife gets mad at you you pay too much taxes something something went wrong and he just he just had a bad night it happens it's probably waiting so fucking long for those uh philly cheese sticks that's what set him off could be i haven't listened to any of it i'm just i'm i'm making all this up as i go well, that's it. Those are our voicemails. Oh, um, damn. Uh, if you want to call us with your grocery list, you can sincerely get fucked. 
I just I, wish for once she'd leave her number so we could call her back and be like, Oh I, God, I would call her back and I would fucking lay into that woman like it was there was no tomorrow. No, 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 no. You have to you, you can't just yell and scream at an old lady who doesn't know. You have to mess with her. That's that's really doing the Lord's work. Is to call her back and like just I mean just I, I I don't even have a plan. I'm just, I'm coming up with this on the fly. Like you got to find some way to like really screw up, screw up her perception of life. Uh, hello, ma'am. This is Joe Biden. Uh, in order to save America, we're going to need you to take your dog's leash and put it over a rafter and then tie it around your neck and jump off a stool. Now that's two on the nose. <clears throat> so like sell your dogs to a hippie commune. I don't know. That didn't go over at all. That that made no sense. But anyway, just get it. I gotta have more time to think about it when I'm not drunk. All right. Well, maybe next and tired time. and sleep deprived. Next time, Aunt Buck is gonna be on the show. Aunt Cole Aunt Buck. Cole Buck. Yeah. Yeah. There's already an Aunt Buck. It'll be Aunt Cole Buck. Oh, all right. Yeah. See you guys. Peace.